0: 12 to 1 on Money FM
1: 89.3. You're listening to 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. Time now for our Australia update, where we check in with ABC News journalist Jason Dacey for all the latest headlines from Down Under. Jason, how are you doing? Hey there, Adrian. I'm doing fine. Thanks. Happy Tuesday to everyone listening in Money FM. Let's get straight into it. Customers have taken legal action against Medibank, which is Australia's health provider after a massive data breach. Now, we talked about data breaches around the world and particularly in Australia in recent weeks. Uh, What's the latest on this situation and how are Medibank actually fighting back? How are they trying to resolve this situation?
0: Medibank's a medical services provider, a private uh, provider here in Australia, and it confirmed that 9.7 million customers, including international customers, had their data accessed uh, a couple of weeks ago. And now, two legal firms are calling for people affected by the Medibank data breach to join a class action lawsuit. Of course, this data breach is terrible because names, date of births, driver's license numbers, passport numbers and addresses have been released. Medibank is saying that they're not going to pay any ransom uh, to the purported hackers, which is uh, threatened to release all the data within 24 hours. So that's something that Medibank private says uh, that won't have any effect, which is both good and bad because we wonder exactly what these hackers will will do. But a lot of people are worried and are very concerned and it comes on the back of the uh, Singtel related uh, data breach that we saw here just uh, a few weeks ago with Optus and I'm an Optus customer. It's a telco here in Australia. So tens of millions of people have been affected by two major breaches of information in the last
1: couple of months. And we're also seeing a lot of social media accounts as well getting hacked. It's a time to be very careful, change those passwords. But something like this, a massive data breach. I mean, um, the companies must be held accountable. Let's move on to how central western New South Wales are recovering from devastating floods. Towns remain isolated. It's the fifth major wave of floods in the last 19 months.
0: Really, this is a terrible problem, Adrian. And, you know, we've spoken over the last year or so about all the natural disasters that have hit Australia. And when I lived in Singapore and went back to Brisbane in 2019, it was bushfires that were you know really affecting australia in a negative way but now we're talking about towns in central new south wales that have been severely affected towns like forbes and parks these are towns that don't get much rainfall but they've been really isolated by the extensive floods that we've seen and it means that um, you know some people are having to get supplies airlifted in and they're they're stuck they can't do much and of course the danger isn't over as yet uh, in fact 1,000 people were told to evacuate near forbes because the lachlan river earlier this week was peaking at 10.67 meters and you know this is something that we just don't see in these kind of towns it really is a concern and it is affecting different parts of australia that we don't see uh, affected by heavy rains normally but on the good side of things south australia has seen areas that have been drought affected for, for years and years suddenly get rain. So there is a, an upside, I guess, to this La Niña, this weather pattern that's affecting Australia for the third consecutive year.
1: Yeah, a lot of rain in Singapore as well, but not as devastating as compared to Australia. Moving on to housing prices, uh, there's a lot of talk here how rent keeps going up. But over in Australia, house prices continue to fall, Jason.
0: They are continuing to fall. Australia's median property value dropping by 1.2% in October to $721,000 in Singapore terms. It's around $700,000. And the rate of falls has eased in Sydney and in Melbourne. But gathered momentum where I am in Brisbane, where home values are now falling, the most rapidly of any capital city or rest of state region. That's according to Core Logic, which compiles this kind of uh, data. The median price for Adelaide, for example, is now seven uh, sorry, four hundred and thirty six thousand four hundred and sixty two. But where I am in Brisbane, it's eight hundred and seventeen six hundred eighty four dollars. So we are seeing a trend with the interest rates rising up to two point eight five percent. That was the uh, the cash rate that rose last week so yeah this is affecting everything rents here are also very very high adrian compared to what were they like uh, during the pandemic you know just a couple of years ago it was very cheap to get rentals things have changed a lot since then
1: plenty has changed and as rents keep going higher people have to find more affordable accommodation and uh, yeah let's also uh, turn our attention to the ICC Men's T20 World Cup which is happening in Australia we'll get to the semi-finalists in just a bit but a big story coming out is about a Sri Lankan cricketer by the name of Danushka Gunadileka who's been denied bail suspended by the Sri Lankan Cricket Board from all forms of cricket and he's been arrested by police over in Australia. Jason, what's the latest on his incident? Because this is the third suspension that's also been handed to him by the Sri Lankan Cricket Board.
0: This is a big story in Australia. Danushka Gunatilaka, as you mentioned, arrested and charged with alleged repeated sexual assault of a Sydney woman he met through an online dating app. Now, Sri Lanka were preparing to leave Sydney to fly back to Sri Lanka, but he was arrested at an inner city hotel in Sydney around 1 a.m on Sunday over the alleged incident that happened in Sydney's east last week. There's a bit of a hush around what the details are, but it says that a 29-year-old woman had been sexually assaulted at her home in Rose Bay, which is in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. And so Danushka Gunatilaka is actually in remand at the moment ahead of a a trial. Um, He definitely has denied these four counts of sexual intercourse without consent and and he's got more court appearances coming up Uh, but this again this is a is a big story and a very serious story that uh, people are talking about here and you know he's a star 31 years of age he's had a long career and you know the rest of the Sri Lankan team flew home without him over the weekend he's actually being supported by the Sri Lankan consulate here in Australia and this story will continue to gain headlines I think over the next few days
1: yeah the state of new south wales had recently put in place fresh affirmative consent laws which had come into operation in june this year Uh, let's talk about the semi-finalists now where england will take on india and pakistan against new zealand jason these four teams of course headed into the tournament as likely candidates who would make the semi-finals but pakistan after the first two games with two losses the fact that they are in the semi-finals is nothing short of incredible
0: yeah, Pakistan, you know, proud cricketing nation. They'll face up to New Zealand in Sydney uh, tomorrow night. The other game you mentioned England against India, two teams that know each other very well. And, you know, the fever of uh, the T20 World Cup is definitely pitching up a little bit here, even though Australia, the host nation were knocked out and they were knocked out because they lost in the first game heavily to New Zealand and they only just beat Afghanistan in the group stages. So that it's a bit sad that Australia is not involved, but I uh, definitely, uh, my country does not deserve to be in the last four of the last four. A lot of people are saying we're going to have an India against Pakistan final. These two teams of course played in front of almost a hundred thousand fans in Melbourne Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and India won that match in a thriller. But I I would love to see New Zealand uh, win the tournament because they have done so well in tournaments over the last uh, few years, making the final of both the last T20 World Cup losing to Australia and also the 50-over World Cup losing to England. Uh, I like the New Zealand cricket team. I don't really like the All Blacks in rugby because they're so strong, but the New Zealand cricket team are really a charming team who have a – very vibrant style. So my heart is with uh, the cousins across the Tasman Sea, New Zealand. But let's see how it all goes with those semi-finals shaping up on Wednesday a case and of, Thursday.
1: A case of always the bridesmaid, never the bride bard, the uh, World Test Championship final. But a special mention to the Netherlands because with their win over South Africa, that's the only reason Pakistan are in the semifinals.
0: Yeah actually I worked with a uh, South African guy James at at ABC and uh, he was telling me about the game the other day where we saw the Dutch stunning South Africa and you know he was a bit worried about it because of course there's the historical ties between the Dutch and and South Africa and he said the South Africans just weren't up for it from the you know from the get-go but I always love to see the underdogs do well and you know over the years I've done some stories about cricket in different parts of the world. I remember I once did a story on cricket in Corfu in Greece. So it is funny that some of these uh, European countries are doing well in cricket. Ireland is another one that did quite well in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, I watched their, them doing quite well, uh, uh, you know, in some of the group games and Zimbabwe. As well. Yeah, Zimbabwe as well. So it's always good to see the lesser nat- nations doing well in big tournaments like this, including the Dutch, who stunned.
1: South Africa. Absolutely. What a terrific um, result that was. And of course, brought joy uh, to the nation of Pakistan before we wrap up this segment. Yeah, Jason, you recently hosted a charity movie event in uh, Garden City Shopping Mall, which is the most Asian of shopping malls in Brisbane. How did that go? It went well. It
0: was uh, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. It was a movie that was put on for a lot of the seniors who were in the radio audience for my station in Logan City near Brisbane, 101 FM. So I went there, there was a morning tea and I had the mic and I was, you know, talking to people there about the movie and, you know, just great to be there in a weekday morning, lots of old people there having a good tea and coffee but i've got to talk to you about the shopping mall that i was doing at it's it's my favorite uh, shopping mall in brisbane and my wife loves it too she's from hong kong garden city it's in the south side of brisbane it's a massive uh, shopping mall there are so many shops it's it was actually opened uh, quite a few years ago but it has 470 specialty shops cafes restaurants and other services and food vendors and my favorite is something called eighth street garden city it's like a a street of Asian food. You've got very Thai. You've got lemma, which is, of course, some Malaysian stuff. You've got barbecue style. There's also pho from Vietnam. Uh, all sorts of things, dumplings, Taiwanese food. I, I reckon if anyone is coming out from Singapore to Brisbane and to Queensland, you've got to go to Garden City. If you like teppanyaki and Filipino, you can even get Filipino food there. I don't. I know Filipino food isn't the most popular Korean So that's somewhere that I would like to go and uh, and I like to go as much as I can. And when I'm there, it reminds me of being back in Singapore. It really does. So I get a bit homesick uh, when I am in Garden City. So it was fun to do this uh, charity event and also walk around the mall and and pick up a couple of goodies there in uh, Garden City in Brisbane.
1: That only means one thing. You need to head back down to Singapore as soon as possible, maybe in the next couple of months, Jason.
0: Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, I think early next year after the uh, prices come down a bit, still pretty expensive flying at the moment. But I think around February or March, you might see me back in Singapore and you never know. I may even drop into uh, Money FM and uh, maybe host a show or two if, uh, if you need me.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it. We've been in conversation with ABC News journalist Jason Dacey, getting all the latest headlines from Australia. Jason, always a pleasure speaking with you. Have a great rest of the week.
0: Thank you, Adrian. I hope uh, everyone is enjoying their lunch, the best food in the world in Singapore. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.